Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four-month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently, overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. Okay, today I am here with Jack, and Jack is known as the king of debt on Instagram. He's going to be talking with you guys today about how you can use credit cards, how you can work money to your favor in your business uh, if you felt in the past that you don't have the resources that you want to be able to do the things you want to do and some smart, actionable steps to be smarter with your money. So thanks so much for coming today, Jack. And tell us your first and last name because I don't want to mispronounce your last name and also how you got into what you do today and what you do. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much, Haley. I'm really excited to be on the show today. I have a lot of free value to share with everyone today. I want to make sure it's as actionable and tangible as possible so you can walk away from this podcast with uh, things to do to build your credit and get access to low interest capital. Um, All the things that I've used to um, scale multiple six-figure and one seven-figure business in the last few years. Um, I think how I got into credit, uh, I've been an entrepreneur for maybe six years now, um, scaled multiple different companies, a product company, or two product companies, a travel company, um, and then some e-commerce companies as well. And one thing that I've really realized looking back is my access to low interest capital. And so I've really realized the more money, the more access you have to low interest capital, the faster you can scale a business. And so when you're financing a business, you know you have a couple different options. There's um, using your own personal savings, there's giving equity away and bringing, bringing in a money partner. There's a business loan, which will cost you very high interest rate. Or the fourth option is to use 0% interest business credit cards. And so I became incredibly fascinated with 0% interest business credit cards uh, because it's borrowing money for free. All you need is good credit. And so I teach people on how to get good credit and leverage it into business credit. And just in 2020, I've been approved for over 300K in credit card limits and so i teach people these exact same strategies and so i'm here today with you guys to uh to give you some of those strategies wow okay we definitely want to dive into the tips about improving your credit score and why you know the pros and cons of each of those options and things like that but i'd love to hear the story about what kind of businesses were you trying to scale what were you trying to do what did you want to buy and how did you come across finding this option yeah so i mean so my two first six-figure companies was one, um, we sold hoverboards. So we were one of the first companies to sell hoverboards in the States. So it was a brand new, super hot product. We were uh, importing them from China. And when you're doing something like that, it takes a lot of upfront capital 
to you know buy the inventory. And then the, set, the second venture was very similar. It was um, inflatable loungers that you see at music festivals, but very similar. You need a lot of money up front to purchase the inventory, then you get it and then you sell it, right? So you need somewhere um, to essentially front the money. And so um, for us, if we have you know big uh, high credit card limits, we would just put you know the inventory spend on these credit cards um, while keeping our personal savings into long-term investments like the stock market, like cryptocurrency and real estate. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm the biggest advocate. If you can borrow 0% interest money through credit cards, you can put your personal savings in long-term investments. And at, at that point, you have more money working for you, therefore making you more money. Yes, okay. So yes, when it comes to having a business, part of your job is obviously doing your work and doing your marketing and all of the things. But I think a lot of people forget or don't realize that also part of your job is managing your money and your investing and, and making sure that you're being responsible as far as, um, you know, taking care of that part so that you can be building wealth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And some of my favorite people to listen to about all this and sorry for the background noise uh, is I, I love like Robert Kiyosaki. I love. Um, I think Petership has some interesting things to say about money and all of that. And so I'd love to hear from you personally, because I've always thought, and I think a lot of people like when we listen to um, what's the guy's name who talks about mutual funds all the time and, and Dave Ramsey. Yes. Dave Ramsey. So Dave Ramsey's like never, ever go into debt. Like you want to get out of debt. And, and so I, what's your thought on, I've been brainwashed to be clear debt always like I just I've been brainwashed to be like I never want to go into debt so tell me how uh, how can we start to see debt differently if we're brainwashed yeah I mean so there's two kinds of debt there's good debt and bad debt good debt is when you're investing or spending money into things that's going to appreciate or make you money so um, using debt in business is an incredible tool and I, I feel like if people are not using debt they're scaling much slower than they otherwise could, and they're leaving a lot of money on the table. So on one side, you have Robert Kiyosaki, um, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, who's the biggest advocate of debt ever. You know, Donald, people like Donald Trump, biggest advocate of debt ever. You know, look how successful people like that are, right? And then there's the Dave Ramsey, who is anti-debt, right? He's just, you know, get out of debt, keep it at that. And I think, I think that model, it, the no debt model is is good for you know more of a, a civilian type someone that's not really looking to be in that you know top 10% range but i think if you really want to be successful in business you have to use debt at least from my personal ex experience and uh, experience of with my mentors and things like that you have to use debt and you want to use debt in the best way possible so you want to use debt when you're when you have low interest rates um, so whether that be on 0% interest business cards or other low interest loans but basically, um, on zero percent interest business cards, which, by the way, these are all my cards right here and right here. But um, you leverage your good credit to get these cards, and so it's zero percent interest for the introductory period, and so that can be anywhere between six months up to eighteen months. And so the big goal with these cards is, say, for example, you have an eighteen-month zero percent interest business card for twenty thousand dollars. Now you want to find a business or an idea that you can spend that $20,000 in um, where you're going to make an ROI before that 18 months is over. Because if you you know make your ROI, you don't pay any interest whatsoever. So I think that's the big key. I think um, 
obviously you want to be spending wisely into things that you believe in, right? So if you have an idea, you want to be going all in on it. Because I think if you go all in, you're either going to succeed faster or fail faster. And if you move quicker, I think it's actually easier in business because you know you, you have overhead, right? You have overhead. And if you don't scale quick, that overhead is going to make it so much harder to actually be successful. So if you scale, you know, that that overhead is a smaller percentage of what you're making now, which makes it easier in the long run. And then, you know, if your idea, you know, if it's not a good one, you're going to fail faster, which can be a good thing because then you'll move on to the next business idea. So I think when you want, when you're in business, you want to move quick, whether it be succeeding quick or failing quick. And I've done both. And I think um, reflecting, I think you want to do both very quick. So um, that's my, that's my two cents right there. Okay. So before we get into how you improve your credit score, I want to ask you, because obviously you shouldn't just be reckless with your spending. Obviously you want to research, like, is this going to be potentially a good investment? <laughs> Do I, you know, and it's the same thing with like, I I'll listen to some, what's his name? Tom Wheelwright about taxes and whatnot. He's always like, you know what? Nice. You, he's great. I love his, he's very, uh, very educational. Um, but anyways, he says, you don't want to just, yes, you could write off certain things, but you don't want to just buy it to buy it. Like, you should anything any purchase you get should be because you think it's going to help you grow your business and you know position you well and whatnot but so how do you decide what would be a good type of and maybe this is outside of your scope but like how do you decide what's a good business purchase or good investment yeah i mean you have to you have to run the numbers and you know trust your gut if, if the numbers look good and you think it's going to help increase the profitability in your company then you got to make a decision and, and do it and I think when you have a decision where you think something's good, you you have the option to use, um, you know, a zero percent interest business card or your personal savings. So um, a zero percent interest business card one gives you more time, but it gives you more options. So a lot of people ask me this, you know, what if I can't pay off the debt after that introductory period? At that point, you can then apply for another zero percent interest business card and transfer the debt from that card, first card to a second card. So now you have 0% to about, about three years and you can do it to a, to a third card as well. Gives you about five years of 0%. And then, you know, God forbid you still can't pay it off. It, it will go to collections and then you can hire a credit repair specialist that can eventually remove that from your credit file. And so when you look at the opportunity to use your personal savings first a 0% interest credit card, there is just, there's so much more options when you use a credit card because one, you have up to five years to pay it off. And two, it can go to collections. You know, that's the worst case scenario. And um, through the, the Fair Credit Reporting Act that the U.S. has, there are amazing laws that really protect consumers with debt. And so credit repair companies know these laws and they can dispute this debt on your behalf to get it wiped. And so like my, my team and I, um, not me personally, but uh, my credit repair specialist has wiped tens of thousands of dollars of debt from people's files all legally so you know this is just the, the acts that the u.s government has so my point here i'll just drill it in is when you have an opportunity when a, a decision you can either use your personal savings or zero percent interest credit and i think zero percent interest credit gives you so much more time and options than your personal savings because once you spend that personal savings it's gone there, there's no other options yeah and and i'm learning so much because uh, to me, the word, my word of the year is leverage. And I, and what you're saying is this can give you more time um, to, 
to pay yes. off and whatnot. And how long do you feel like this is going to last this opportunity to have 0% interest credit cards? Is that, I mean, that might be a dumb question, but tell me more. It's a good question. I really, I don't have an answer for it, but I think the U.S. Uh, in general, you know, they love, they love debt. They love printing money, allow people to borrow money at low interest. So uh, I don't see this ending anytime soon, but I think the sooner someone starts to take advantage of it, the more benefit they're going to see. I think by not using it, uh, there's a massive opportunity cost. Yeah. Because okay. so the, the example I always like to give is, you know, if you have $20,000 and you can either invest that into the, into your business or the stock market, and you also have the option to borrow twenty percent, twenty thousand dollars, excuse me, from a credit card. You now have forty thousand dollars working for you. And so, if each of that twenty thousand dollars made the same return, you're now making more money in the grand scheme of things. So that's why I'm the biggest advocate ever of the more money you can borrow, the more money you can make, assuming it's low interest and assuming it's spent well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's definitely an art to doing that, and that's what you teach, because you, you could also get in a lot of trouble if you do it wrong, right? So <laughs> you definitely want to do your research uh, beforehand. And when what have been, I'm just curious, over the last three to five years, what have been some of your best investments, either personal or business? I'm just uh, just curious. Yeah, so um, a few months ago, back in September, I invested into a cryptocurrency hedge fund that's... Uh, Managed my friend, managed by a friend of mine named Jeff Seckinger, um, and he. Uh, the fund is called Orca Capital. It's basically a cryptocurrency hedge fund. So inside the fund, they're doing trades back and forth between the altcoins and Bitcoin based on different cycles uh, of the coins and demand. I'm studying the charts. Um, so that investing into that crypto cryptocurrency hedge fund has uh, done very very well for me. Um, I think. Everyone should have uh, a portion of their portfolio invested into Bitcoin or cryptocurrency in general. I think the, the upside potential is too high to not be involved, at least at some level. And I think specifically right now, the you know, really good time to get in because we're seeing, you know, we're at the start of a bull run right now. And this is there's going to be not, uh, seven to nine corrections in this bull run. And so we just saw the first correction. So I think uh, there's a lot to gain. Um, second, other investment that I was, I'm really happy about is Tesla. Um, and relatively earlier investor on Tesla a few years ago. And so that's been big as well. But um, I also think, you know, people should be investing in the stock market. I think stock market, cryptocurrency, um, if you can get into real estate, that's a little bit more challenging to get into. But, um, you know, I think if you're diversified between the three of those, that'd be great as well. And then a fourth one real quick, um, I have a high cash value life insurance policy. So this is a great way to essentially become your own bank. And so you're able to put money into a life insurance policy. And one, there is a death benefit. But if you structure it right, you can actually have access to 100% of the money that you put into this policy. And so it will grow at a basically a guaranteed 6% every single year. And you still have access to it. And you can borrow money against that policy at 5%. So it's still growing, but you still have access to it. Then you can put that money into real estate. And then you can put it back into the policy. Um, essentially, you're, just, you're being your own bank. So it's called a high cash value life insurance policy. And if you structure it right, you're essentially your own bank. Wow. Okay. This is blowing my mind. I, I mean, Bitcoin to me and the other one uh, you said are both so volatile, like just so all over the place. But I, I, I hear you. And uh, I think this is, 
obviously everybody needs to do their research and not take this as we're giving you advice. I have to put that disclaimer in there, but um, this is really interesting to hear your thoughts and everybody has, it, it, I, I'm enjoying it. So let's talk now about credit score. How do you set yourself up to improve your credit score? Yes. So great question, Haley. So there are so many different factors on what creates a credit score and your credit profile is so much more than a score. A lot of times people, they might have an 800, 810, but only have one to two credit cards, which is a very, very thin file. And so in order to fully take advantage of your credit file, you want at least four to five primary accounts reporting to your personal credit, because this will add age, this will add on-time payment history, um, which is which is really what you want, right? So you want as many accounts reporting as possible and the longest reporting history of on-time payments. Um, so payment history and utilization are the two biggest sections of your personal credit. And so on every single card account that you have, you wanna make sure you have an on-time payment. Um, so if you have five credit cards, you wanna make sure you're spending on all five credit cards just so you get five on-time payments every single month. Um, so uh, it's good for subscriptions, for like a YouTube subscription, Dropbox, you know, put a, put a subscription on each of the accounts and just put it on auto pay. That will really help out with the payment history, which is a very, very big portion of your credit file. The second big, big portion is utilization. So this is basically saying how much of your credit are you using um, that's being reported to your personal credit. And so the higher this ratio is, the more it's going to affect your score. And so the big reason why you want to do business credit as soon as possible is because the utilization on business cards aren't reported to your personal credit. And so this means you can have a $20,000 balance on a personal card and it won't negatively affect your personal credit score whatsoever. But in comparison, if you have a $20,000 personal credit card and you left a balance, that's going to be 100% utilization and it is going to dramatically decrease your credit score. Um, also, another factor of, the, of your personal credit is the amount of inquiries that you have. Basically, anytime you apply for a card or get your credit checked, you're going to get an inquiry. And if you have too many inquiries in a short period of time, you're going to automatically get denied. So if you have over three inquiries in the last six months, you're going to want to hold off on applying for any cards at the moment. Um, if you have zero, one, or two hard inquiries on each of the bureaus, you're in a better position to apply for cards. So um, you want to make sure you have no more than one late payment. You want no collections, no charge-offs, things like that. You want to make sure your utilization on every single account is under at least 30% and no more than two hard inquiries on each of the three bureaus. And different banks pull from different bureaus. So you want to make sure all the bureaus are... Uh, are low and basically if you have all that in place you can then get approved for cards so um, i always recommend you want to do one personal card every two to three months um, because it's going to add more accounts to your personal credit file which is going to add strength it's eventually going to increase your score and it's going to add more payment history over time and so one thing that i didn't know when i was in my upper teen years was um, you want to keep accounts open right so when you open up a credit card you don't want to close it because once you close it, you're just deleting that account from your credit file and you're just erasing all that payment history, which is extremely valuable. So um, yeah, that's kind of the personal credit in a nutshell.
but I'm sure you, uh, you have a couple questions for me, Haley, and I would love to oh. go from there. Yeah, that was a juicy response. So everybody listening can rewind and listen again. <laughs> yeah, please do. I know that was a lot of info. That was no, packed in there. Good. I love it. I really love it. So the other, the thing I didn't know is that even if you're not using the credit card, just keep the account open and let it sit there because it keeps adding to your history, right? So um, when you say, um, okay, so you want to, uh, there was something you mentioned. Oh man, now I'm going to lose it. Oh, I do have a question. How do you find out what your credit score is? Is there a favorite place you'd like to go to look up, look that up? Yes. So really good question. So there's a couple ways you can check your credit. Um, you can check it for free on creditkarma.com, which will show you the score for two of the bureaus, Equifax and TransUnion. This isn't actually your FICO score. It's called a Vantage score. And what the lenders look at, like Chase Bank, for example, they're going to look at your FICO score. But anytime you look at your FICO score, it costs money. And so like, for example, you can look at it at identityiq.com, which I do recommend myfico.com also recommend that gives you your your updated credit score once per month and it costs $30 a month but if you if you just want to check what accounts are reporting what your utilization is if you have a late payment things like that checking creditkarma.com and experian.com will allow you to check all three bureaus for free so anytime you're applying for a card you always want to check your credit before so you want to see, you know, as I kind of mentioned in that last massive value bomb, you want to see what's your utilization at? How many hard inquiries do you have in the last six months? Do you have, how many late payments do you have? Do you have any collections? Things like that. If you have any collections, you have to take care of that first. Hire a credit repair specialist, get that taken care of. A late payment, one is sometimes okay. If you have anything um, less than 99% on-time payment history, you're going to have to take care of it. Um, but then look at your, your utilization and the amount of car, amount of primary accounts you have. Um, yeah, so you always want to check your credit. Um, I highly recommend to do myfico.com. It costs thirty dollars a month and it updates once per month. Um, that's the best way to be aware. But I think that's that's key. I'm glad you asked that question. Is you want to be aware of your credit. You want to know where you stand, and based on that, you can determine a strategy of what to do next. Yes. So if somebody realizes, oh, no, my credit score is actually not that good. How do they start to find out? Well, obviously, late payments, they'll know is a reason why. Um, but maybe not having a long history record would be another. Uh, like, So how do they pinpoint what the actual problem is? Good question, Haley. So if you go on MyFICO or any of the credit monitoring services, um, it will show you. And so if, if, if you have a collection, it's going to show you how much it's do docking you. Um, if you have a late payment, that's going to ding you pretty significantly. Pretty much if you don't have a, a 700 or above, there's something there's something um, something wrong. And that, that, that wrongness could be either a late payment, a collection, even high utilization. So if you have 80%, 100% utilization on each of your accounts, that's going to dramatically bring your score down. So Here's a quick tip on how to report low utilization on personal cards. So even if you're using all of that money on that account, um, make sure you just pay the balance down um, prior to five days before the statement closing date, because a couple of days before the statement closing date, that's when it reports to the bureau. And once it's reporting to the bureau, it's gonna stay on there for 30 days. So say you have a $10,000 card, you spend $8,000 on a vacation, and you pay it off before that five day mark before the statement close date, 
it's not even going to report. So you can use it. You just have to pay it off. But if you pay off um, less than five days before the statement closing date, then it's going to report for the next 30 days. And if you do have utilization that's high, um, you know, just pay it down and then check your credit the next month and it's going to it's going to update. And then once it updates, you know, check everything, check utilization, late payment, um, hard inquiries, things like that. And if it looks good, then you can apply for the card. And so when it comes to applying for cards, I always like to focus on my favorite banks first. So that's Chase Bank and Amex. Number three and four is going to be U.S. Bank and Bank of America. But uh, Chase is the strictest bank by far. They have the most internal bank rules. Um, it's very hard for most people to get approved for cards. So I like to have my personal checking account at Chase and a business checking account at Chase as well. Um, for anyone that is going to get a business credit card, I highly recommend you get a business checking account at that bank first and put some money in it. You know, show them your um, you want to build a relationship with them. But I highly recommend to do your personal banking at Chase. They have the best platform. They have the best cards. You can send money extremely easy, best customer service. It's incredible. Um, and then Amex as well. They're not a bank, but they have amazing credit cards, um, which are great. So if anyone is listening in, in e-commerce, they have something called a charge card. So the business gold and the business platinum um, or something called spending power. So instead of a preset spending uh, limit, it is called spending power. So as you spend more and pay it off every month, that limit actually gets more and more every single month. So it's kind of like a muscle, you know, the more activity on it, the bigger it's going to get. Um, so yeah, my favorite banks or card lenders is uh, Chase, Amex, US Bank, Bank of America. And so if you're banking at a bank that doesn't have a 0% interest business card, my opinion is you're kind of wasting your time building a relationship with that bank because, you know, you have to ask yourself, what are you building that relationship for? For me, I'm only building relationships with banks that have a 0% interest business card because that relationship is going to help me get approved for that business card um, with specifically a high limit. So I would study your bank and see if they have good business cards. If they have them, great. If they don't, um, my personal recommendation is go to Chase or go to US Bank. Got it. Now, with that said, with those cards, do you have a favorite like they have different rewards programs or things like that. Is there anything that stands out to you from that standpoint? Yes. So um, Chase and Amex, they have the, the best reward system. So um, Chase is incredible because there's so many different card products. And once you have a few of them, based on the transaction, you want to use a different card for each transaction. So like the Chase Sapphire Reserve for dining and travel. Uh, Freedom Unlimited for everything. And then if you're running ads, the ink preferred. And so on the Chase side, you you want to get the Chase Sapphire Reserve, which is the top tier travel card of the industry. But you want to get it for a couple of reasons. One, it comes with these amazing travel benefits like pre-check, travel credit, uh, priority pass, so you can go eat and, uh, eat and drink in all the airport lounges for free. But more specifically, um, when you redeem the Chase points through travel or the pay yourself back feature, you get a 50% bonus on the point redemption. So an example is if you have 100,000 points, that is um, an equivalent of $1,000 at a one cent to one point ratio. But if you have this 50% bonus because you have this card, that turns into $1,500 in value, which gave you $500 in that example, um, which is great because you can do that with travel 
or just giving yourself a statement credit. Um, on the Amex side, they also have incredible point redemption strategies. Um, so uh, a big tip I just gave someone this morning, um, the only debit card I recommend to someone is the Charles Schwab debit card. And I recommend this debit card for traveling because you can use it at any ATM in the world and it won't charge you the ATM fee, which is amazing. So um, where I was going with that is if you have the American Express Platinum Charles Schwab card, it allows you to put your points from Amex into your Charles Schwab account. And then because you have the Charles Schwab debit card, you can pull cash out anywhere in the world with no ATM fees, which is huge. Okay, good stuff. Now, how long do you need a history? When you were saying before that you want to have multiple cards so you can have a good, good payment showing that you're paying off your credit cards. Um, for let's break down different things for business. If you wanted to get a loan or something like that, is there a particular time? Like they want to see that for three years you've been doing this or whatever. And same thing with real estate um, and any other categories, if it's different for each one or if it's kind of the same across the board. Yeah. So real estate, I won't speak on because um, I'm not specifically the best with that, but with the zero percent interest business cards, um, in general, they want to see at least a two year history on your personal credit. And a couple ways you can increase that average age is to be listed on someone's card as an authorized user. Basically, if you're added on to maybe a family member's card, a card that has, you know, 10 to $20,000 limit, 10 to 20 years of age, it's going to adopt all that strength onto your credit profile. So, uh, it's going to, it's going to increase your average age, um, which is going to dramatically help you. Um, but that's also why you want to make a purchase on every credit card you have every single month. So even if you have 10 credit cards where you're only using one of them, you're only getting one on-time payment every single month. But if you had 10 credit cards, you had one purchase on each credit card, you're getting 10 on-time payments every single month, which is huge. So payment history, it's broken up into a couple different things. It's like how many on-time payments, what percentage, um, you know, how long have you had the cards, things like that. So um, it really helps out to have many accounts and getting those on-time payments. But the authorized user trick is a, is a game changer when it comes to age. Okay, very good. So what about when it comes to, uh, you said loans is another option where you could do get low interest, right, in your business. So what are some examples of like of business loans? And uh, do, you, do you not recommend that just, and just rely on the credit cards? Or like kind of talk about loans a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so you can result to a resort to a line of credit, and this, you know, the rate you get will depend on what your credit score looks like, right? So it always goes back on your on your personal credit, right? So you want to have the highest credit score possible because that's going to either allow you to get zero percent interest business cards um, or not, and then also will determine what interest rate you get onto lines of credit. Um, so my first resort is always zero percent interest business cards because they're free you know they're free if you have good credit you can get them right uh, if you can't get them then you can resort to a line of credit which you'll pay some interest in between like five maybe ten twelve percent um but it's you do want an llc or any 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 business entity to get a business credit card the more age on the llc the better and the more revenue the better so even if you're funding a brand new company a new llc that you just filed yesterday but you have another company with four years of age and say 
couple hundred thousand dollars of revenue, it's more beneficial, it can be more beneficial to you to get the business credit cards for that older entity because it has more age and revenue. And then once you get the cards, you know, you can spend the money on whatever you'd like, but um, you want to be careful on which entity you're you're getting the cards for. And you want to look at the age and the, the revenue. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So what how did you learn about all of this? Did you just what are who are your favorite experts? How did you just like dive into all of this? Because I think for some it's gonna be very overwhelming. And obviously they can go to you, but I'm curious, like, how does one just start being like, all right, I wanna really pursue debt on credit cards, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a lot of trial and error. Um, it's you know, connecting with other entrepreneurs where you, you know, trade different tips back and forth. Um, very successful mentors that I've had that are substantially or, older than me that have figured this out before I did. Um, my dad is a, a small role. He had some tips for me, but most of it is just, it's trial and error. Um, and I think what, what really, uh, made my, my strategies grow exponentially is when I started my coaching program, uh, just this less than a year ago. And so when I had more people to give recommendations to, I had more data, data points to work with. So I'd recommend someone to do this either worked or it didn't. And because of that, now, and you know, I had some more data points to understand that's working or that's not. Um, and so coaching people over this last year has, has really been a needle mover and like understanding what exactly is working and what hasn't been. Um, also I have relationship managers at all the top banks. So like Amex, I have two us bank, bank of America, uh, chase bank. And so, you know, I learn a lot of things through these very, very, very uh, high level bankers. Um, cause they, you know, they're banks, they want to lend money, but they, they need people that are attractive to lend money to. And so in my coaching program, I basically show people how to be attractive to banks, to lenders, right? If they're attractive, they're going to get money, right? And so optimizing your personal credit with multiple accounts, more age, um, higher score that makes someone more attractive. And so, you know, I get, I get some information from these relationship managers who, uh, you know, help me make my clients more attractive so they can get approved for top cards. Yeah, absolutely, yes. So um, that said, what about, what's been a really challenging thing you had to learn, maybe the hard way, and how did you overcome that? It could be related to finances or it could be different. Something hard that I had to figure out. Um, I think getting over losing money, um, I had a short-term rental business back in Bali in 2019, uh, which was doing really well at first, and then COVID completely wiped it out. So I think, uh, you know, just understanding that not everything works out. Some things do, other things don't, um, and just moving on. So, you know, you have to, it's, you're in business, right? I think most people, you know, if they're listening, they're probably in business, right? They want to be in business. Um, so you have to be comfortable with either making a lot of money or losing everything you invested, right? It's why you're in business because you're taking the risk. So I think just uh, over time, you know, I'm getting more comfortable of, of spending money on things that I believe in and I think is going to be successful. So if you have something like that, you have to learn how to make decisions quick. And if it's the wrong decision, you got to live with it and just learn from that and move on. And I think you should embrace failure. And when you fail, you just become so much stronger for the next opportunity. Absolutely. And like you said, when you fail fast and you fail young, it's, it's sets you up for future success. And the one thing too, that I noticed is you've had multiple businesses. So it means that 
you you haven't put all your eggs in one basket. You weren't just relying on the Bali company, right? So again, going back to the word leverage, you have set yourself up to have options. Is that would you say that that's been something you've done in your on your career? I ha I have done that a bit. I think having options is nice, but when you have something that's doing really well, you need to make sure it has enough attention. And I think by having enough attention is uh, attention financially, you know, make sure you have the financial resources to allow it to grow at a rate where it's going to be successful. And two, learning how to um, automate different parts of the business and delegate different tasks to people who you can train. And so I think I'm a big believer in like, you have to do it yourself first, but as you're doing it, you know, film the process, make training videos, make different SOPs, standard operating procedures, so you can teach other people on how to do it. And so right now I'm building, um, I've been the last three, four months, I'm building out a, a Walmart automation company where I'm building and managing fully automated e-commerce stores um, for clients. And you know, we're growing super, super fast. So I'm, I'm hiring different account managers, different virtual assistants, and you know, I have to do everything first and I'm just filming it and you know, teaching them these exact things that I'm doing. So um, I think options are good and doing multiple things at once are good, but you need to make sure each has um, enough attention, like I said, financially and, and the amount of talent. So by having more access to money, you can make sure each are taken care of and by hiring, you can make sure that it has the, the man or woman power. Yeah, and I think that this goes in phases, meaning you don't just start off with you know, a bunch of different projects. You start with one, you're mastering it, you're getting it out there, you're optimizing it, and you're, you know, then you're freed up to start other things, right? So yes. um, making sure, and, and I like what you said too about when you're creating systems and automating, because, and, and like you said, the first step is to document yourself doing it. Second step is to give it to somebody. But then the third step is it's not over. You, you keep finding better ways to improve that system and where's the gaps and what do they not see that you saw and all of those things. So um, that's really useful too. So is there anything as far as what you see for the near future? Like that's, we're in 2021 at the time of this episode, it's around late January. What do you foresee for this year for yourself? Like where are you going with your money and your time and your efforts? And what do you see uh, the world? Where do you see the world and the economy and all of that going this year? Yeah, well, um, I think I might be biased, but the two things I'm most focused on, and I think for a really good reason, is financial education and e-commerce. So um, I think when people are more educated with finance, specifically in credit, they can get a lot more done because they have more money, right? Everything we've been talking about. And so I'm scaling my coaching program um, very well and putting a lot of resources into doing that so I can help educate as many people as possible on how to get access to money for their companies. And then um, a little bit more recent, uh, as I briefly mentioned, I have the Walmart automation company where I'm building people um, fully automated e-commerce stores. And so Walmart is brand new to third-party selling um, on the e-commerce side. And so we now build drop shipping stores on Walmart for clients. The only thing the client has to do is show up with good credit, with high credit limits, and my team does the rest of the work. We find the products, we list the products, um, we do all the fulfillment, literally everything. And so I think because of COVID, there's more and more people that are buying products online. And so with this automated model, you know, we've never seen a, uh, a spike in demand like this for online products. And so we're trying to get you know right in front of it on this brand new third-party seller, which is Walmart. 
Um, and then I teach people on how to get the credit. They come with the credit, my team does the work, and we build them a fully automated e-commerce store. And so I think e-commerce is an incredible industry to be in right now with the way COVID has recently shaped the world. And I think financial education is incredible as well because as we've been talking about, the more money you can borrow, the more money you can make. Yes, okay. Financial education is so huge. And I love that you are creating value in the e-commerce field and you've adapted based on everything going on. And um, where can people learn more about you, find you, connect with you, all of that? Yeah, thanks for asking, Haley. Um, on my Instagram is the best place to find me. It is King of Debt on Instagram. Um, I also have a free course that is all around credits, 10 videos talking about the fundamentals of personal credit, how to get into business funding, really awesome tangible things that you can take away um, and start building immediately. So if you want free access to that course, I'd be happy to give it to you. Uh, just DM me close friends and I'll get you that access link. And then if anyone's interested to learn about Walmart automation to see how they would you know, potentially qualify to, to be a partner of ours, uh, just DM me income on my Instagram and we'll get you some videos to kind of walk you through the process on you know, what that looks like. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I really appreciate it, everybody. This was Jack, the king of debt. And definitely check him out. He posts valuable content. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.